The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hi, y'all, Jen Reno's, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 252. is going out to the road to the UFC tournament. It's given us uh, content to put into your ear holes uh, all week long. We thank you for that. If not, we would have had to cover something like the Murdoch Professional League or, or um, Wow MMA or, or some fun thing like that. So thank you, Road. Samurai Playhouse. Uh, I wouldn't complain about that. That's the thing. So, um, but thank you uh, for coming to the show. I am Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, the man who just spoke is is one of the and he's going to help me break down the Sunday action in the road to UFC Shanghai tournament that is going down this weekend. So hello, Mr. Gummy. Hey, I have to shout out Samurai Firehouse. I'm I'm trying to be better about not interrupting, but when there's a chance to talk about Samurai Firehouse, um, who apparently has a good prospect that now people are talking about. Uh yeah, I gotta I gotta, I gotta shout out Samurai Firehouse. Yep, there you go. Um Gumby is um Always on, on the lookout for, for quality fighters. And he says there's one in his memory fighter. So there you go. All right. We, the last couple episodes, we went through the flyweight and featherweight uh, road to UFC tournament. Today, we're going to break down all of the bantamweight and lightweight tournament fights that are going down from uh, Shanghai. Um, let's start things off with the first event of Sunday. This will be 8 a.m., so letting us sleep in a little bit on Sunday uh, as opposed to the 6 a.m. Eastern start time of Saturday. So Sunday, 8 Actually, no, excuse me, 6 a.m. Uh, it is a, is a correct start time. I was looking at the wrong fight card. So we got 6 and 8 a.m. both days are the fight cards on UFC Fight Pass. Road to UFC is the promotion. UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai is the place. And we got five MMA bouts. We're going to start things off with a feature bout welterweights is not part of the tournament chris hoffman who is from switzerland but uh you said his parents are from the philippines i believe i don't remember exactly where his family is from but but i think yes i think he is actually i think he he was born and raised in the philippines if i'm not mistaken okay all right there you go so he's fighting against sang hoon yu who's from south korea this, like I said, this is a feature welterweight about not part of the tournament. We'll tell you about you first. He's the Korean assassin. So either he's from Korea and he assassinates people or he assassinates Koreans or both. Who knows? He's 7-2 with five knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Lost win, lost win over his last four fights. He won his last fight via TKO. That was back in December of 2021. He's 0-1 in the contender series. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at down at lightweight and up at bantamweight. Uh, sorry, middleweight. That would be. He's four, got four inches of reach on Hoffman. Hoffman, eight. And one with eight knockouts. He's been knocked out once, so he's never gone the distance. He's won eight straight fights. He's not lost since December 2013 when he made his pro MMA debut. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgummypodcast.com slash store. He's fight up at middleweight and up at light heavyweight. Go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Hoffman, uh, slight dog here, maybe like plus 145 to like a ne- negative 160 for you. Um, and I like Hoffman in this one. Uh, I'm gonna go slight dog to kick it off. You just like backs up too much for my own taste. 
he like doesn't have a lot of aggression, doesn't have a lot of forward movement. And it's even worse with him because he, he doesn't manage distance well. So like it, when he is trying to close in on somebody or, or to get back at somebody, he doesn't really, it, it, he, he mismeasures a lot of things. Everybody's always out of range, whether with a kick or with a punch. So like, if, if that's true about you, you kind of have to work to get closer. And he doesn't do any of that work. Um, Hoffman, meanwhile, his punches are wide. I don't really love how skilled he looks on the feet. Um, he, he does have like a nice one-two that he throws right down the middle and, and can, you know, snap a head back if he needs to. I also think he could do fine if he grapples here. Like if he chooses to wrestle you a little bit, he might do fine. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I, I just think this is a situation where you is just not going to do enough to win regularly. And with a guy who hits as hard as Hoffman does, because he does hit hard, um, he's got a lot of finishes either by ground and pound or, or on the feet. I, I just think you is going to put himself in, in harm's way too much backing up and getting his back against the cage. So give me Hoffman as a slight dog here. I'm going to put myself in harm's way. You. Yes, you are. Oh, dear. I didn't even know I was in this fight. I don't think I can make Walter way. Jeez. All right. See what I can do. <laughs> And I don't know how to fight, so I don't think this is going to go very well. But hey, that's that's probably why you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> probably you're right. Uh, one place you're not in trouble ever is Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, zero percent interest. Simply deposit funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge Boost currently, or Edge currently, offers up to 2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Hopefully, Gumby will tell us his Edge Boost double down play of the day as we go through this card to tell you where, where to put your money. Actually, you can put your money in any of his picks, but maybe there's one that he likes especially well for you to double down on. Uh, here's what you need to do other than that. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash E-D-G-E. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, where are we going to next? Oh, tournament time. Bantamweights. We get our first look at the Bantamweights. Long Zhao um, from China versus a Japanese fighter, Shohei Nose, who we had fun with his name last time. We broke down his fights. All right, Nose, 10-3-2, one knockout, seven submissions. Been knocked out twice, six and one over his last seven, including winning his last fight via submission. He was one and one in the last year's road to UFC. He used to fight at Featherweight. He was one and oh in one championship, biggest promotion in the world. Two inches reach on long, and he also is a pro kickboxer. Long, long should be longer than nose, but he's not. Long is 24 and seven, four knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out three times, won two straight fights, 14 of his last 15. However, he's not fought since March of 2022. Uh, he is a regional champion. 0-1 in the Contender Series. He's fight up at Featherweight, and he's two inches taller than Nose. So I guess he's longer that way. So I think this is going to be a pick em, Uh because we, we got a little familiarity with both of the guys. Um, Nose is a, a guy coming from Shudo and Road to the UFC, and uh, I think he was in... I think it was in the road to one, which is kind of like one. Um, so he's been in a whole bunch of things. Same with Long Xiao. You know, we've seen him on Contender Series. And I mean, I guess other than that, he's just like a Chinese uh, um, Performance Institute guy. But like, you know, we, we've seen both of these guys. And I'm going to take, if it is a pick, I'm a true pick. I'm negative 110. I'm going to take Shohei Knows. I, I think uh, his wrestling is decent enough. Uh, he, he does throw a little bit wild, which I don't particularly love. 
Um, but he, he like he he does little things in the wrestling that I like, and also just like has a little bit of extra strength that kind of he throws around to finish the job when his technique is not good enough. Um, Shao had a really tough time taking down Christian Kinanez on uh, on Contender Series, and like I, I don't know about you, I I don't particularly rate that takedown defense high. Um, Christian Kinanez got good hands, not a particularly good wrestler. He's really going to find out if he is when he fights Kyung Ho Kang next time. Uh, but Long Chow, like, just did, did not look like he knew what he wanted to do in the wrestling department. So I'm going to say Shohei knows, uh, could probably get the takedowns. If not, he's like kind of a strong enough, wild enough dude on the feet that he should have an easy enough time. So, um, in a, what I assume will be a pick him, give me Shohei knows. Hopefully Gumby's pick is on the nose, right? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me see. What are we doing next? What are we doing next? We're switching weight classes. Yeah, we're doing lightweights. Our first lightweight breakdown. Kazuma Murayama from Japan versus another Korean, Stan Ok Kim. And like I said, this is lightweight. All right. Kim, eight and two, three knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's gone two and oh, and six over his last seven. He's won. He's fight at welterweight. And the inch taller than Muruyama. Muruyama is 11 and 6, four knockouts, four submissions. But knocked out twice, submitted once. Three and one over his last four. He did lose his last fight. Used to fight at welterweight. He's a regional champion. And 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. I'm going to go with Kim here. Uh, I think, um, first of all, he'll probably be a sizable favorite. Like negative, let's say negative 230. Um, Muruyama, just kind of slow for me. Uh, I, I don't really trust how fast his striking is. He, he looks like he's, I don't, I don't know if he's just not comfortable or if he just doesn't commit enough to his strikes, but they, they wind up being slow. Um, and he works all right in the clinch. He's got good control against the cage, even if not phenomenal takedowns. He doesn't really get under the hips well. That That's the part I think that sticks out to me as being like, uh, that's a problem. He keeps trying to like move his body lock down. And he gets the middle of the back, but he can't really get under the hips or under the legs. So he winds up going for like trips and stuff, and it's just it's just not there. And Kim is just like a really great chain wrestler. He's not a good striker, but I think the fact that Muriyama is so slow, I, I think Kim is going to, you know, survive the striking, which I don't know if he'll do with everybody in this tournament, but he will with Muriyama. Um, and his chain wrestling's just good, his transitions on the mat are good. Um, so I think he like kind of avoids what he's the worst at here and in, in squeaks out a win against Muriyama. All right. So Kim is the pick, and what's the number we're hopefully getting? Well, well, I'd like to see it way lower because uh, it's negative 230. I do worry about the fact that, you know, that's my prediction at least. Um, I do worry that he's he's kind of limited with his hands. So, like, picking somebody who's limited with their hands at negative 230 always kind of scary. I'd really like him in, like, the negative 165 range. Um, but, like, uh, I, I just I don't see him not getting enough takedowns to win this fight. So I am going to go with Kim here. Okie dokie, let's go back down to Bantamweights. Uh, Japanese fighter Shuya Kamikubo versus Chinese fighter Bergen Jilisi. It's the Chinese names that are that are uh, stumbling me this uh, this go-around. All right, Bergen is 12-3, and three, four knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's won five straight fights, nine straight He uh, fights he has finished his opponent in that he's won uh he's not lost since october of 2020 he's four inch taller than kami kubo kami kubo stealth is the nickname so we won't even see him in there 
He's 12, 1 and 1, three knockouts, three submissions, never been finishing a fight. He's won nine straight fights. And he's got 9 0 oh, and 1 over his last 10. He won his last fight via submission. He's not fought since January 2022. He's not lost since September 2015. So he's done quite a role here. He, and he was 6 and 0 oh, in one championship. So that means something, I take it. Um, usually, or used to fight down at a bantamweight as well. And that's all I got. Actually, this is bantamweight. He probably fights up at featherweight, is what I meant. Go ahead. He does fight up at featherweight as well. That's where he fought uh, War- Troy Warthen uh, in one championship, although they've got like weird rehydration rules and nobody really knows what's going on here. Um, Kamakubo, huge favorite and easy pick. Uh, he- he's just a beast of a wrestler. He's got great back takes. He's fought very, very high-level opponents. I just mentioned Troy Worthen. Um, you know, he's fought in guys in 1FC who are good. Like, Troy Worthen was coming off of a fight, granted, a fight you lost, uh, but was coming off a fight with John Lineker, and then they gave him Kamakubo. Uh, and both of them finished him. Uh, but granted, he's he's like a tough dude, Troy Worthen is. And, and just the wrestling uh, of Kamakubo is just way too much. And and if you're looking at, at uh, Jay Lisi, he just, like, kind of looks like he wishes he was what Kamakubo is. Um, sometimes his striking looks okay. Sometimes he's trying to drag you to the mat and, like, beat you up and submit you. But he's done so against like one eighth of the level of opponent that Kamakubo has and like just looks slower and clunkier doing all of it. So I, I think Kamakubo is going to roll. If, if you have any doubts about picking Kamakubo or you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't I'm seeing much of his wrestling or, you know, first of all, you can find a lot of those one fights on YouTube. But second of all, just just look at this dude's uh, just look at this dude's tapology picture and check out that cauliflower ear and know that <laughs> he. He wrestles, and he comes from a judo background, too. So he, he mixes the type of wrestling he does really well on uh, the types of grappling. So Kamakubo should be maybe one of the easier picks uh, here on this card. Yep, you don't want to mess with uh, people with cauliflower ears. That's uh, up and you you learn quickly in life. All right, main event of this part of the card, Zhu Rong from China versus Sung Shan Hong from South Korea. This is a lightweight tournament fight. Hong Tiara, T-Ara is the name. <laughs> Tara. Tara with a dash. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, I, I kind of like T-Ara. T-Ara. Maybe our friend Jong in the Discord can uh, shed some light on that, but we'll call him T-Ara for now. He's 9-1 and one with two no contests, three knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. Won three straight fight, and he's undefeated nine straight. He's not fought since June of 2022, so he's pretty much a year out of the cage. He's not lost since May of 2013. Crazy. Over a decade of winning. Oh, this man does his win. Uh, used to fight at welterweight 2012 Pro MMA debut. Wrong is Little Yama is the nickname. 22-5 and 5. 14 knockouts, 5 submissions. He's been submitted four times. Lost win, lost win over his last four. He won his last fight via TKO. One and two in the UFC. He has missed weight. He missed weight in his last two UFC fights, which helped hit, send him out the door. There uh, was a regional champion. Used to fight at bantamweight and featherweight. Two inches shorter than Hong. So uh, first of all, I, I googled Tiara, and it's um it's a South Korean girl pop group. Uh, which is <laughs> that's even funnier. I don't know if that's what his nickname is after, but if it is, dude, that rules. Uh, that's a cool nickname. Um. I'm going to say uh, Rong Zhu is obviously going to be the favorite here, right? He, he's coming from the UFC. Let's say negative uh, 240 for him. Get the turnaround at plus 160 or uh, plus 265. Or uh, no, I said, what did I say? Negative 240 for Rong? 
that's going to give me plus 220 on the return, let's say. Um, so 220 on the return for Hong. And I'm going to take Hong here, actually. Uh, I'm going to take Tiara um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, his nickname rules. No, um, all joking aside. He, uh, first of all, let me let me tell you my favorite part about his record. He fought this guy, Takanori, uh, Takanori Sato, who you might uh, remember as having fought in the UFC for a brief moment. He fought Gayu Lim and Eric Silva. Um, he fought him twice. In fact, twice uh, in three fights. And both of those fights ended in a no contest due to kicks to the groin, uh, which is maybe my favorite thing. I don't know if he was losing and he just decided to kick him in the balls again or what, but uh, that that's funny. Um, but Hong here, Sung Chan Hong, he beat Sung Kyuk Choi, who, who we've talked about on this, uh, this, well, not this podcast, but a different road to the UFC podcast. He's also uh, just, he's a bulldog in there, dude. He just like runs forward. He's got like wild chain wrestling he just tries to get on top of you he locks the hands he, he rushes forward and, and rong Zhu hits hard but apart from that like there was nothing i really loved about rong Zhu in the ufc uh you know he, he got taken down a couple of times by rodrigo vargas or kazula vargas or whatever you want to call him he, he clearly got choked out by ignacio bahamundes like uh, there's nothing really that I like that sticks out to me. I guess he's a fun striker and he hits hard. But like, apart from that, I think he's just going to get taken down 700 times here by Hong. So uh, give me the big dog money on Hong here. And one of your favorite things was getting kicked in the grind, by the way. It, it's when somebody else does, not me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I just realized I didn't put down the Kami Kubo's uh, odds. What were you hoping we got him at? Um, what did I say Kamakubo would be? I don't know. We're, we might have to rewind the film to get my, my official pick on Kamakubo. Okay. Um, His thoughts are stealth. Yes, they're stealthy. He's stealthy. <laughs> All right. That, that's the first night. Not the first night. The first part of um, Sunday's action. Now we're going to actually, let me tell you about our last sponsor and the last but not least sponsor and then we will jump into the second portion of our breakdown here to tell you about shady rays and shady may can't forget about them shady rays is teaming up with sgpn for shady may not only do you get an amazing 50 percent off but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and much more shady rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures that's not all shady rays offers the most the same protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you to break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase if you don't love them exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop with shady rays their team always has your back and for international listeners shady rays has you covered as well with shipping to canada australia new zealand and the united kingdom go to shadyrays.com and use code sgpn for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and take your receipt to sports slash shady for your chance to win the 500 shady contest okay um the second portion of the fights these basically will run right into one another because this one starting uh sunday at 8 a.m eastern from the uh, ufc performance institute in shanghai we're going to kick things off with uh another one of uh, a featured bout not a uh, um, tournament bout uh, but it's at yeah two of their feature belts are at uh weight class that they have a tournament in but i guess they couldn't fit these guys in this one's that flyweight as well we have sim kai Zhang who fights, comes to us from out of Singapore, and he's fighting Peter Deniso, which should be an easy name for me, but it's not. He's fighting out of Thailand. 
Tanisau is the Asian Viking. He's five and two, three knockouts, two submissions. Been submitted one time. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost a fight since February of 2020. Used to fight up at Bantamweight. He went one and two in one championship. Ziong, five and oh, one knockout, three submissions. Uh, won his last fight via submission and used to fight at Bantamweight. And that's all I got on him. Yeah, so this one for me, uh, l- let me think about this for, for odds-wise here. I-, I think I think these odds would be fairly close. I- I- let's say um, I- I'm going to take Zhang at, like, let's say negative 155 to, like, plus 130, 135 for Deniso. Um And Zhang looks really good on the feet. I-, I love the way he faints. He's one of those guys who uses faints uh, not too much, but, like, very effectively when he does. He's super quick. He's got nice push kicks. I really like the way he scrambles, too. Like, when somebody shoots a takedown, he does a good job of staying out of trouble and sometimes even reversing it for his own good position. Deniso... He's very fun when it comes to jujitsu. Uh, I watched somebody knock him down with a strike one time. They came rushing in to finish it, and he was like in on a leg lock. And when he didn't get it, he used it to sweep. Um, and, and so, like, he's very good at jujitsu. Uh, also, he seems to have no neck, so I don't think you could choke him even if you wanted to. Like, he's just like a really weirdly shaped guy. Um, but my worry here for Deniso is he's just like he's way too slow on the feet to deal with Shang. Um, and, and I don't think he has the wrestling to get to the jujitsu enough. So I'm going to take the, what I believe will be slight favorite Chong. I just think he's just going to be so much faster. And I think at the end of the day, being a better wrestler, he stays away from the jujitsu. All right. Zhang is the pick and you were thinking it was going to be close to a pick Yeah. I think I said negative 155, right? Not, not all the way close to a pick but like, okay. you know, uh, you know, an easy favorite. All right. Okay, let's get to the tournament now. Bantamweights. Eparim Gintin versus Darmisi Zawupasi. Once again, a Chinese name I have trouble with. Um, Gintin is from Indonesia. Indonesia versus Chinese fighters here. All right. Um, Darmisi, the Chinese fighter, 6-0, one knockout, five submissions. So he's finished everyone. He's fight at featherweight, three inches taller than Ginting. Ginting is the wolfman. I would not want to fight him. Six and oh, three knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished everyone as well, probably with his claws I'm assuming, and his big sharp teeth. Uh, it's not fought since March of 2022. He's a regional champ. He's fight at featherweight. So uh, for me, I, I think when we're we're trying to decide which one of these guys are our favorites here, which by the way, we got more one MMA pride uh, guys in here. Uh, I think nice. that was, yeah, is that was probably going to be close to like a negative 200 favorite 175 on the return for Ginting. Um, and I'm going to take Zawapati. I think when I watched Ginting, I was like, ah, oh, his wrestling looks kind of good. And then I watched Zawapati because I was not super familiar with either of these guys. And it just looks way better for Zawapati. He uses a lot of energy is maybe my only concern with Zawu Pasi. Like, I, I I think maybe I'd like him more if he didn't look so frantic and, like, he was having a heart attack all the time. Um, but, like, Gintig doesn't have the wrestling to hold up with there. He is a little bit sharper maybe on the feet, and he has, like, a big overhand right. But he's also going to be way smaller. Um, like, like I, I think he's just going to be tiny in comparison. I think they're, like, 5'8 to 5'5". Um, and I just think all of his counters might just come up an inch or two short from the big shot. So, um, and Zawapati is also the guy who doesn't really give you a chance to counter because he's just going to bull rush and wrestle you. So, um, I'm going to go with Zawapati. Um, and I, I think he gets it done here, uh, mostly just with the wrestling. 
And once again, I always miss the odds for some reason. What were the odds again for him? You were guessing? Uh, I'm guessing negative 200. Okay. I got to pay more attention when you actually say the odds. All right. Let's move on to lightweights. Um, Wendris Padilima. Padilima, a Singapore, I believe. Yeah, Indonesia, excuse me. Uh, Indonesian. And he's fighting against Shin Haraguchi from China. Haraguchi is 5-0 and with one no contest. He's knocked out four fighters. He's won two straight fights via TKO, and he is a regional champion. Padilima, the bad boy, 8-0, three knockouts, four submissions. He's won four straight via finish, was a regional champion, used to fight at welterweight. He's three inches taller than Haraguchi. So real quick correction here. Haraguchi is Japanese, not uh, Chinese. Uh so did I say Chinese? Yeah, I think sorry. I think he said sorry. Chinese, but he is Japanese. Yeah. Um, and I, I know this particularly well because he was a Japanese national team wrestler. Um, th this is uh, th this is as good as you're going to get in this tournament. They they keep running into lightweight. Was it a lightweight wrestler? That yeah, it was another lightweight wrestler they had last time. They keep running into really great lightweight wrestlers from Japan. Um, and this is another one. He he's just so good and. Uh, Petalima is, is, I think he wants to strike, but like he, he's not even particularly great at that. He like, he's erratic. He leans way forward. His punches look like the same kind of punches a Rock'em Sock'em robot throws. Um, and Haruuchi is just going to plow him over. There's not much to say here other than if Haruuchi is anything less than a negative 750 favorite, put him in all your parlays. Um, but he should just murder him here. All right, we have our first murder of the card at minus 750 murder. Um, he's going to take care of the bad boy here. All right, let's move on to our second to last fight uh, of the night. Chang, or the morning for most of us watching it, Chang Ho Lee from South Korea versus uh, a Singh. It just is our Singh. Rana Rudra Patch Pratap Singh. So that's why he has four names. That's why topology couldn't fit it all here. Uh, you can also call um, Raj put as a nickname. He's 11 and one, two knockouts, nine submissions. So he's finished everyone. And his one loss has come via knockouts. So he's never gone the distance. Won his last fight via submission. That was back in May of 2022. One no one championship. Used fight at lightweight. Used fight at welterweight. Two inches taller than Lee. Lee, seven and one, two knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. TKO win in his last fight. He also was one no in one championship and used to fight at flyweight. I don't mean to set a trend here because if you listen to uh, to our breakdown on uh, on yesterday's show, uh, I talked about how a uh, an Indian wrestler uh, had a pretty rough resume, and I'm going to talk about that again. Uh, Rada her, Rana, I'm just going to call him Singh. Rana Singh uh, is his record is terrible, man. Uh, the best win he has is over a guy who's four and three. Everybody else is like one and oh, oh and oh. There's one guy whose record says N-A. Um, like, they're not even sure. Maybe he's got a record. Like, he's just fought bad competition. The only guy he actually fought was in Brave, and he just got manhandled. He looked really bad. He looked like he... I think he has wrestling. I think his wrestling's decent, but he just has no idea how to get to it. He, he doesn't have a single clue on how to get to it. And Chango Lee does know how to wrestle quite a bit. And uh, not only does he know how to wrestle, he's got great ground and pound once it's there. He counters well with submissions. Um, his only loss is to the guy we just talked about a second ago, Sim Kai Shang. 
Um, and that was a really fun fight for Brave CF. Like, and he's fought much better competition too. So, yeah, I, I think he's just gonna blow right through uh, Singh here. So, give me, uh, give me Cheng Ho Lee. I will say, if we're looking for odds, who I think the odds will be. Both of these guys have fought for promotions. I still think Chang Ho Lee should probably be a big favorite. They're gonna fade the the Indian fighters coming from weird promotions that aren't particularly good. So I'll say, let's say negative two fifty for for Lee. Alrighty, time for the last fight of the 20 fights we've broken down for you this week uh, for this road to UFC event. All right. This one is at lightweight Wong bin key. We'll see if he really did win or won. Uh, he is South Korean versus Bahat Boli Bati Bolati. Have we talked about him before from China? I recommend we have, we have, he, he Bati was an, bah- he's an LFA guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Batiboli Batipolati. He's the Lion King. Batipolati is seven one one four knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in any fight. He's won three of his last four, including his last fight. Used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. He's six years younger than Key, and he's got two inches of reach on him. Key is the danger. Seventeen and eight, eleven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. Three and one with a TKO win in his last fight. One and one on the road to UFC last season. He has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Okay, break it down. Uh, so I think he is going to be a pretty big underdog here. Plus 185. I'm going to take him here against Batavolati. Um Batavolati was fighting uh, Ryan Lenninger in his last fight. In, in Lenninger is kind of a guy we, we've talked about liking a little bit. Um, but has but since kind of shown maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. And, and that fight went to split decision. And when I look at Batavolati and I watched him fight again, he does lean in really weirdly. Um, and, and as the fight gets later and later, he, he kind of gets held against the cage. He, he seems to run out of gas really easily. And I'll say this about Juan Budenkai. It, 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 his fight with Jekka Soregi, uh, he was cracking him. He was hitting him hard. And granted, that fight only went a little while before he got knocked out. But like he can crack in his own right, and he does a good job of staying out of range except for, you know, that one counter that got him. Um, and in Surigi, it's hard. So certainly no shame in that. But I, I think just Bapta Balati is going to put his chin out there. Uh, and one big key is going to just touch it once. And that's really all he needs to do. So uh, give me one big key. All right. What number do you say again? Because, of course, I missed You stop listening. Uh, plus 185, yes. I guessed. Once that voice starts in my ears, that's it. You all right, right um, <laughs> we did it. We did all 20 fights. Um, all right, let's break down the last 10 we just did on this episode for you. He's got Hong as hopefully a big dog. He's got Kamikubo. We neither of us can remember what the odds again predicted was for that fight. Yeah, a favorite. <laughs> a favorite, yeah. He's got Kim as a big favorite. He's got Nose, probably as a pick Hopefully maybe a dog for us. Hoffman as a dog. Key as a dog. Lee as the big favorite uh haraguchi as a huge favorite probably the biggest one uh, on in the tournament Deramisi as a sizable uh favorite and zyong as a favorite did i get them all right i think so we we just broke down 20 fights so uh yeah i think so yeah. <laughs> it would have sucked if we did this all in one uh, one uh, sitting that would have sucked eh yeah it would have been brutal we definitely didn't do that <laughs> uh, that would have been forever Especially if I was away on a vacation for a long weekend. But anyhow, um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you let us know. Well, we, we need praise. Give us 
say, give us a review and I'll, I'll dedicate an episode to you. How about that? Uh, rate, review, subscribe. I never say that, but you, you, you should all do that and tell your friends and enemies to listen as well. Discord, we're at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. We hang out in the fights channel. If you want to, we, we have fun emojis like uh, Yanni, the Greek emoji for, for all your losses. So get in there, have some fun. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. He's a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's got his top turtle on May podcast that he hosts. Uh, with a, a good co-host, not quite as good as me, but a good one nonetheless. So make sure you listen to that to hear Gumby interview some of these people that we talked about on this year's show of ours. All our, all the SGPN stuff you need to know is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And all my MMA writings can get in your inbox if you subscribe at moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby's going to take us home after this mammoth road to UFC week. Uh, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the Asian Viking, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.